This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone. Hello. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. It's a early evening version, but you don't know that. Now you do. Usually I record these about noonish, one-ish. This one's being recorded at 7 o'clock at night. Todd, why aren't you on stage at 7 o'clock at night? Good point. Because it's, uh, it's a Tuesday. Nick Thune just walked in. I'm here. <laughs> he had a great idea. He said you should have the mics on before uh, before you even come in. Yeah, because you said I was talking and you said save it for the— Yeah, you, you started know. talking about something. I was like, save it for the conversation. You just walked over the bridge to get here? Yeah. Where, the Williamsburg Bridge. You had a burger at a place called the Commodore. Oh, I've had. That's a that's like a bar. $7 yeah. burger. Really good, actually. Yeah, it is good. American cheese. I like American cheese. You burger. like American cheese? <laughs> like, I, I like black pepper and American cheese in a burger. I think that's like the essentials to. Really? And almost barbecue flavor out of, a, you know. See, I already love this kitchen. conversation because it's the kind of thing I want to talk about. <laughs> I like that we're talking about black pepper. Uh-huh. We're like a minute in. And we're already talking about black. I had a, I actually ate at the burger place uh, the other day at Bloomingdale's has a burger restaurant. The rest. The, I was on my way to my eye doctor. Bloomingdale's the the famous clothing. the famous department store in New York. Known best for being a department store. Yeah, yeah it's a huge department store. Um, but they had a little burger restaurant. I had a turkey burger with my favorite fresh jalapenos. Oh, see that you need jalapenos on a turkey burger because to me a turkey burger is pretty bland. A little bland. Yeah. The jalapenos do give it that spice. <laughs> I think I'm going to go jalapenos on even a regular burger. Yeah. You know what I like is pepperoncinis on a burger. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. Because that's almost like taking a jalapeno, but then adding a little moisture to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those. Pe- I get those pepperoncinos at, uh, at uh, the Comedy Cellar. Sometimes I'll just get a side of those. Yeah. And I'll wrap the pita bread around it. And I bite into it. It kind of bursts in my mouth. So good. You know, it's pretty good. That's an in and out secret is you can order you can order your burger with chopped up pepperoncinis, which oh, is really? great. Or you can just order pepperoncinis on the side and they give you like, you know, when you go somewhere and you see like Jelly Bellies singly wrapped. Yeah. They're singly wrapped pepperoncinis. But it's not on the menu? No, it's not on the menu because that- their menu is so bland and then everything else is. Added. Oh, they're afraid that they're like, hey, we can't. We kind of like being the bland people. They do, but then they like, you know, their customers to know that, hey, you can get it animal style. You can get all this stuff. And it also it. gets people talking, you know? Buzz. Like, like if they just had them on the menu, we They're wouldn't They're starting be to compromise, though. Are they? Because the grandparents died, and now the granddaughter, who's like a cute mid-20s girl, has taken over. And uh, my wife actually accuses me of having a crush on her, which I do. I mean, you know, this yeah. girl that's in charge of in and out there's something kind of sexy about that. Just the perk of, the, of never paying <laughs> yes. another $6. But they said they would never open anywhere that was within a, with that, like, 
I don't know the specifics, but miles from where they get their beef. And so it was like keeping it in California. Then they did one in Vegas and they did one in Utah. And now there's like up in Washington, there is an empty lot with two um, palm trees. That's how that's how they mark their property. When they get a property before they build on, they put two palm trees that make an X. Really? In front of it. Yeah. And that's how, you know, and then they said, oh, now we're not going to put in and out anywhere that palm trees can't naturally grow. But then they brought the palm trees in and just put them in full size. Yeah, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit if they're like, hey, we they're can only spread out. We need to do this palm tree thing, but we really want to open <laughs> in this city where we'd make a million dollars, but they don't have palm trees. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would be like, no, let's not stick to the palm. Let's just bring in the palm trees. I would let them slow. They almost down. have to go back in the palm trees. Is that your favorite burger, though? No. What's your favorite burger? This one today is almost just topped everything, really. The Commodore. Really? Because I like, I, I don't just go off, because you can go to Umami Burger in LA and buy a That is pretty good, Umami. $16 There's one burger. here now. Yeah. I love the Truffle Burger. Have you ever had that one? I I'm not a fan of, I mean, I can tolerate truffles, but I've had like truffle fries and you're like, these aren't yeah. better than non-truffle fries. But this burger, it's like infused in it. It's good. Yeah. Um, but also I like their Manly Burger and their California Burger. I don't remember what I had there, but it was, that one was like, oh, that lived up to the hype. 15 bucks though. Yeah, I know. So if you the, get a good burger for seven bucks, and that's not a happy hour price, that's a. I didn't I even know that I place had was steak in Commodore. <laughs> I didn't even know that place was open during the day. I've had a burger there; it's good. Uh, good nachos too. Did you, Did you go to Brooklyn specifically to have a burger? <laughs> did very hip, very hippie afternoon. Let's hear it. I'd borrowed a guitar. Oh. So I went to go return it and caught the end of a World Cup game at a bar in Brooklyn, and then met with Ben Kronberg. Yeah. And we just decided to go play guitar in the park, the McCarran Park. And so we went and sat under a tree. And then there were these two Australian hippie girls body painting each other uh -huh. that really dug our music. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> spent a couple hours with them. And then Kate Berlant showed up. Really, the hippie started to wow. turn on. Recent Todd Berry podcast guest, Kate Berlant. I liked that episode. I listened to that. Oh, you did? Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So... Did you go to the game by yourself? No, I met a old, couple old Seattle friends, okay. actually. Yeah. And then you had the burger. The burger was after the guitar um, park. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And just Big black day. pepper and cheese? No, it, you know, onions, lettuce, yeah. everything they put. I don't do mayo. I ask for no mayo. What about tomato? Yeah, tomato. Oh, come on, man. You don't like the tomato? Oh, man. Also, uh, cucumbers <laughs> oh, and, and pickles. Cucumbers? And pickles. It's it's a nice ad. I mean, you got. Right. I'm not a cucumber fan. I don't like cucumber water you know, at all. I'm tolerant. You know, people like different things. I'm not going to get worked up because you like cucumbers on your burger. Do you like it in water? Cucumber? No, I don't. Can't stand it. No, that's another fix in what ain't broken kind of thing. Whenever I see a water jug that's placed for people to help themselves, and there's fruit or. So much of it goes into my head. Like, did they hand, did, did they put the fruit in? They touch it with their hands and put it in the water. Um, was the fruit rinsed? There's... I think there was a blog thing or something on the internet or somewhere on where they were talking about the the bar fruit and how dirty it is. Yeah, or chopsticks at a table at a Vietnamese or something. But it's the chopsticks that are in a glass that are not wrapped. You My know? favorite thing is the, when they wear those gloves and then you see them using the cash register. And then they, mm -hmm. it's like... The, I don't think that's what the gloves well, are for. Well, the gloves always been using the cash register. It's fine. Yeah, right, but if they're taking <laughs> the glove off. Mm -hmm. But I just, yeah, I think that they're not uh, honoring the actual intent of the glove. Well, they're customers. So how, you're in New York to celebrate 
the vinyl release of your vinyl new release, album. Which was today. Holy shit. Yeah, big day. Congratulations. Release day. It put an exclusive bonus track out online from the special. Did you really? Uh-huh. I mean, it's all joke, though, if you, you know. Did you, what's what's it called now? It's called it's Folk called Hero? Folk Hero, yeah. Okay. That's a good title. Yeah, I like two-word titles. Do you? I think because my name is, it's Nick Thune, it's so short. So I think if you can find two words that kind of match the size of those, I think it looks good graphically and it's quick, it sounds right. Three of my four albums have two-word titles. Yeah. I think if you look at a lot of albums, two words is important. But my friend's band, the, the, um, there are three words in their band. And so all of their album titles are three words. What's their band? Cold War Kids. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Are they sort of a punk band? No, they're, they're not punk, no. They're kind of, I mean, I'm sure that people call them indie. Um, but they also just opened, started a new band called French Style Furs. Again, another, they're obsessed with the three words. Yeah. <laughs> but all their album titles, you know, and they do all their own artwork too, and that's how he does it. The art, the designer guy. But I, I love album design. That's my big. I do spend too. A lot of time on it. I do too. Um, you know who has Bell and Sebastian have really cool albums. Yeah, covers, they do, and cool titles of their albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed packaging. There's some great artists. Like there's this guy up in uh, Barry. The art guy is his website. Barry the art guy is in Seattle. He makes great posters and album like drawing. You have to send him like three pictures, and then he'll of your face from different angles. And then he'll draw you, and it's great. He does some good ones. I love getting uh, posters made for my tours and stuff. Because then you can sell that at the tour. Yeah. And if they're, do you do screen prints on them? I do. So then it's like a piece of art. It's like one of right, and they can't buy it anywhere else because I'm too lazy to put them on eBay. Yeah, that's when I come home with eight hundred of them. No, I I mm -hmm. did pretty good in that. It's always it's always rough estimating. Have you ever? You done Bridgetown, right? Yeah, I haven't done it in a few years. Maybe I'm banned. I, I thought I was banned this year, and I tweeted something about it, and then everyone emailed me separately from the festival. We love you. We, yeah, I can't I'm imagine like, no, why I'd be banned. Yeah. I was I, in my head for a second. I'm just there. being a little drama <laughs> king. <laughs> me too. But the, if you stay at the hotel there, they put you like the, I don't know, whatever hotel, but there's always people that have photos outside the hotel every year, like weirdos. Oh, the, the autograph people show up at yeah. Bridgetown? At Bridgetown. That, they show up to Montreal. Yes, they do, and they have the blue pen. You know, the blue pen is the most yeah, what is that sought about? after... It's the most if you if you're an autograph buff, that's what you pay the most for is a blue pen. Why is that? Because it's hardest to duplicate or you know replicate or whatever. It's it's not black. Black can just be copied on and blue. I'm sure it could be copied on, but it's kind of it's become the most. I didn't know that. And so they'll be out there, and this one year they put them onto eBay, and so my neighbor is like a DJ. He's always on his computer. And I guess he, I guess he Google searches me. I'm not sure how, but he said, Hey, I found these uh, posters or these pictures of you that you signed for 14 bucks or something. And so I tweeted like, Hey, please somebody buy these quick or you know, get them off eBay. And then a week later he came over with both of them and said, Hey, I just picked them up. <laughs> <laughs> now you're supporting these people who, yes, who annoy you. I know. Just, what did they, were they the people that come up and have like, Hey man, uh, can you sign 16 pictures of yourself? Yeah. And I'm they, a big fan. They act like a big fan. Right, yeah. Can you sign 16 of the same picture and I didn't go to your show? Yeah. They're like, what, where, where's your show? <laughs> They've actually come and hung yeah. out outside of helium and I've been done with the show. And then they were like, good show. And then something else was said. And then I'm like, you didn't see the show. Did you? And like, no, I couldn't make it, man. But yeah. I'm a yeah, big fan. So I have 400 identical pictures for you to sign. 
You've done Helium too. The Helium. Yeah, Portland. that's a good club. I love that club. That's a good club. I like the green room situation. Yeah, the green room with right the to the stage. Blocked entrance though, so it's not you just walk right out. You can kind of sit in that area. Yeah, you can hang out. There's a bathroom. It's clean. I did. I always said I would never be the countdown guy on New Year's Eve uh-huh. for a show, and I accepted that there this year, and it wasn't bad actually. Really? Yeah, because I I did Ian Carmel open, and it was nice and classy audience. I think you know. Yeah, they do get that place is that place was really I remembered how good the audiences were there at Helium. I might shut my bathroom door. Yep. (laughs) I will cut out the part where I say I might shut my bathroom door. It did kind of conceal the audio a little more. I don't know if I now we're not going to start over. But anyway, so (laughs) Helium. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, that's a good place. Are you doing uh I looked at your website. You're yeah. doing comedy works. You're doing Yeah, I got that coming up July tenth through twelfth. I so love that club. Yeah. Mm. So you're not doing the uh the rock club thing? Um I'm actually trying to move into that. I'm I like right now because I have like twenty five minutes of new stuff that I'm really working hard and I'll notice five minutes gained after doing seven shows or however many shows I'm gonna do, five or six at the club. So and I'll take the three show Saturday just to really make myself really better. see. I never. I always think that. Oh man, I'll book myself a place where I have to do a bunch of shows, but I I don't end up. I just go all right. I'll do the show and then I all right. I'm gonna go do it. I don't go all right. What didn't I do that show that I can try this? Show? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just and this because when you're headline, especially a comedy club, I feel a lot of pressure to deliver the goods. Yeah, there. You know that's. Right now, I'm giving like 10 minutes of stuff that I think that they really know that they want. Yeah. You know, at least if they come to see me. And then the rest of it is really stuff that's working, but definitely trying. But I I just thought I had to do that. I don't know. I had to. Like even this week in New York, after tonight, I'll be here four nights, 15 shows. And because 15 shows you've been doing here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. But I feel like if I like on Saturday, I got here five shows that night at the cellar in the underground. And. I just felt like if I'm to somehow justify to my wife that I'm leaving you and my son for four days to have fun in New York, I've got to work my ass off at nighttime at least. You're like, honey, it's not all good times. It's 28 shows in three days. <laughs> I didn't know you. So had um, you worked the cellar before? Uh, Jesselnet got me in there oh. uh, a couple of years ago. And so every time I text her now, she is so sweet to me and she gives me tons of spots. That is good room. Mm-hmm. It's fun to the camaraderie. You yeah, know? it's it's the only... Uh, it's the best hang room. I don't need to drop a name, but last night I got to talk with a big director for an hour. Judd Apatow has been going there every yeah, night. That was, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That could be his name. Yeah, but I don't think that's a secret. He's I got cut there. out of one of his movies. Did you really? Which one? Knocked up. I'm still in it for a second, but we didn't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I think it's, that's a missed opportunity. He told some great stories, though. How I, often do you get to face-to-face with the director and confront him on cutting you out of a movie? <laughs> Yeah, and that was one. That was the first big thing that I had told too many people about. Now, you know, not like yeah on mine. I don't think I said anything on MySpace or anything. That that was like the MySpace time. But I told my family and friends, and I think people went to see it. And my agents, you know, what's funny is I asked my agents like, I know this is a big movie. You guys have seen this, right? Well, how's my scene? And they never gave me a straight answer. That's because they never saw it. <laughs> You'd think that they would have seen Knocked Up. At some yeah, screening or did. something. But I don't know. There's a chance because they're and busy. Seen, but they did mention me in the um, director's commentary. Really? Yeah. They were, and so who who didn't who didn't make the cut? Oh, well, Nick Thune <laughs> no, scene didn't work scene. out. So we fucking that, chopped that shit up. 
He's a good. I heard he's a co- good comedian. That was. That was. I heard he's a good. Really? comedian. Really? Yeah. Heard he's a good comedian. Didn't really work as an actor. Uh, <laughs> not not so, yet. Uh, but he's in this. We're happy to talk about him in this. Uh, and I know I shit the bed in that scene. Some people will say, "Oh, he cuts a lot of scenes out of his movies," which he does. Well, every movie. I mean. But I know that I specifically wasn't. You weren't that good. I was scared. Yeah. I got. Didn't even audition. It was just like yeah, Judd Apatow was going to give you a part. I think it was all based on heat or something at the time. Yeah. You were very good in heat, by the way. Thank you. Um, Off my performance That was heat. a th- joke that I normally wouldn't make, that kind of wordplay joke. But I did. I jumped on it. Sometimes it's nice to be loose like that. Sometimes it's, lo- it's good to do a terrible joke. <laughs> a corny-ass, dumb, shitty. So how many shows you're doing at? What was the place you're doing? I did one show at, at Subculture. Oh, just one show. That was just like one headlining kind of show. And 15 shows at the cellar? Eight at the cellar. And then I did Whiplash. And then tonight I'm doing Sweet and The Stand and doing Dave Hill's radio show. Really? You're doing all that tonight? Yeah. My God. After walking the bridge. (laughs) Do you like that kind of uh, busyness? It makes me... I was thinking because yesterday I had a four-hour lag time of nothing. And... I went to a park and just sat there, but I was tired and I'm not tired right now. So I think that by making myself active all day, we'll push through the night and then it'll be a good sleep after working. Yeah. You four hour lag. What are you going to do in four hours in the best city in the country? Well, yeah, but you like, you think, oh, should I nap or should I do this? And then you kind of, I tend to sometimes dwell on what should I do for too long. Right. Yeah. The nap is always a, sometimes naps are good, but sometimes they're just like, they just, throw you off i find no it, unless they it's disorient under a half hour for me i've heard that's better i've heard it has to be under like at 20 minutes or over 90 minutes but not between 20 minutes and 90 minutes i've found that even if i take 10 minutes and turn everything off and just lay on the bed with my eyes closed knowing i'm not going to fall asleep that's rest you know like that's that probably that probably is rest mm-hmm. um how, so subculture that was the official launch yeah, official launch. All the Comedy Central people were there. Was it a show or was it a yeah, party? It was a show. No, I did. I okay. had like a couple comedians on it and then I, I hosted it and headlined it. Well, I don't feel bad about not being invited if it was a show. No, if it was no a party, party, I would have been like, how come you didn't invite You me? know, I'm surprised I didn't think ahead to have a party actually. But also Chappelle's in town doing after parties. I know. I went to his after party. I think I saw you for a second over by the door and oh, I was you know at the what? bar. I feel like I saw you who didn't know you were in town. And I was like, that guy looks like Nick Thune. And then when you walked into the cellar the other night, last night, I was like, oh, okay, that was who I saw. Did you see the performance at that party? I saw, well, I should tell people, it was at a place called The Box, which is um, on the Lower East Side, where I've only, this is only the first time I've really been there. And uh, they're known, they have like trapeze, and I don't, was it trapeze or sort of contortionist type? sexual. Yeah, like women hanging from a, a hoop. Above woman the bar, simulating orgasm into wine glasses that two women drank out of afterwards. Really? Yeah, I, I have to say I miss that. <laughs> I, have I, to say I, I would have remembered that. Forget it. Wow, that party was crowded. It was so and crowded. loud and loud. Yeah, but it couldn't last very long. Yeah, I didn't. It was. I mean, I'm happy to be invited. Did you see Chappelle slip in? I saw him yeah. slip in. Yeah. A cigarette. He danced on the side of the stage a little bit. Did he? Yeah. I mean, you know, just kind of get. Did loose. he ever like go on stage and say anything or? 
I, I must have missed it. I bet it really turned up. I left around two, so I bet it turned up. But I saw him the night before, too. He did his show. And then after the cellar was done, he just came and hung out and sat on the stage at the cellar, just with empty room. Just hung out for like an hour, I guess. Sat on the stage? Yeah. Who was he talking to? Any person that came down there. Huh. It was weird. Like a meet and greet? I like heard he fans? was down there and I thought, no way. And I went down, like Sherrod was just down there talking to him or different comedians. And then when I, I walked in and he just said, hipster beard. <laughs> I said, thank you. Yeah, what can you say to that? Because yeah. he did. It's accurate. It's he a, nailed it. Yeah. It is a hipster. How long have you had the hipster beard? I go in and out. You know, I don't grow a beard to be a hipster. I grow a beard because I like the, you know... I don't have a strong chin. It kind of brings my chin out a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, everybody's wow. got an insecure reason for... Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty open growing of you facial to, uh, hair. That was very open of you to, uh, to, to announce that. Well, some people like the way they look better with a beard or without a beard. Or... Yeah. I've tried to grow a beard a few times because sometimes I'll get to that like third or fourth day where it looks pretty cool and scruffy. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, man, this is kind of cool. And then I just... I just want to rip it off my fucking face. Well, that's the that's the two week itch right there. Yes. Should After I... about four or five days, it gets annoying. It's itchy and the neck especially. Yeah. Because you're you know you're moving that. It's patience, really. I wonder if I should try it just as a an exercise. Hmm. Nah, it's not necessary. I feel like short guys shouldn't have beards. There's you know Zach's like short. You're... Zach's short. Would you guy. call Zach short? He's not tall. Taller than me, though, right? He seems taller now because he's kind of slendered out a little bit. Because he's got that beard. Yeah. Oh, is he, has he slendered? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I not he, that he ever he, was Yeah, I think that, he just, but... like, quit drinking or something. Yeah. You haven't quit seen drinking him in a... beer or something. Did, um... So, yeah, they have to show things. Did you sell the, see, the vinyl? Yeah, it? sold the vinyl. That was... You know what? They were... Comedy Central sent an email like, Hey, we'll, we'll bring 100. We'll say the first 50. Get a signed poster. And I was like, listen... How about just everybody that buys one gets a sign? Yeah, because like, it's going to be under fifty. It's gonna... well, there's there's that possibility, but also like you don't want to be like there's like a hundred fifty seat room. You're like, hey man, the rule said fifty, and you're, yeah. you're here and you bought a poster and a and a ticket to my show, but I'm not. I can't sign my name. It's just too much. I can't sign my name. Do so. Did you sell a good amount? Twenty. That's good. I'm happy with twenty vinyl. Yeah, it was, and it was also I the planning of the show. There was a USA World Cup game happening at the time. And the, you know, Chappelle thing in town. So I was nervous. And you get to that club and it's a perfect size. So it packed out and was nice. Yeah. I mean, for the thing is, even though Chappelle played, is playing to 10 nights at, at Radio City, yeah. still a lot of people left who aren't going, who couldn't get tickets. But the, all the people that are going that are comedy fans are like, all right, I can't, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for another show if I'm paying 140 bucks for one show in 10 days. But I, I bet he didn't. I bet he had a lot of people who aren't like comedy fans because he's a real yeah, famous he's just person huge yeah but i mean I think they, they like a his lot of comedy. comedy fans want to see it too though right because i read some article today that was like it took Chappelle 10 years to shed the horrible fans that he gained from the Chappelle show back down to his core audience right the which, whole yelling stuff out and, yeah yeah um and i think that a lot of people because i heard that he really put on a show like he yeah i heard he did a nice like a tight hour yeah or maybe a little more i mm -hmm. don't know but yeah i heard it was really uh He's good. He's very good. Because I've seen him do the three-hour Have you set at the Laugh Factory. Or... Will you sit and watch the whole thing? No. I'll kind of come in and out. And... I've heard of him that he does longer sometimes. Yeah. He did like seven at the Laugh Factory once? Or... <laughs> seven hours. 
<laughs> and he doesn't pee the whole time. I heard. Does he walk? I think he's off taking the bath, the mic into the bathroom. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. For me, that would be a thank you, good night moment. Like, <laughs> well, I've done four hours. <laughs> I've never had to pee on stage. I, yeah, I've never had that either. I mean, I'm a I pee a lot. I think, but I'm always pretty careful. Mm-hmm. One time, I did like a live radio thing, and I had to go uh, during a break. I'm gonna need to go pee, but that, I think that was the only time. But it is one of my. I don't think your body allows it. I think. Oh, you think so? I know for me, if I have to pee really bad before I go on stage, which sometimes could just be a nervous. Yeah. The second I'm on stage, I forget that I had to pee. And then yeah. maybe four hours after my show, I'll be like, oh man, I should probably. You haven't peed in like 16 hours. By you know? now. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, your insides are getting ripped apart. So are you, um, see the thing about the, I see, I'd love to have a vinyl album. Just cause I'd love to autograph a vinyl album. Oh, it felt great. Yeah. Like big, you can really dig in. Mm-hmm. A lot of space on there to, I sold, um, Comedy Central gave me some, well, I I bought them some download cards of my last Comedy Central special, Mm -hmm. not my crowd work tour special, which you can get on louisck.net, but the- I've uh, seen, it's great. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. I tweeted. Oh, you did tweet about it. Okay. Like a screenshot of me. Ah. I was in a hotel. Really? Really easy. Thanks. Mm -hmm. But they gave me down, you know, I bought some download cards. I go, why don't I travel light, you know? Mm -hmm. But then you're autographing a little download card. Yeah, that's- it is nice though to have. Yeah, it is nice because and that really comes in the vinyl. My merch too. is in my pocket. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's. I mean, that's one reason why I don't do merch ever. Is it's so hard to carry. That's how when I get a poster, it's like you know what I'll do that. Ship the poster there, and even those can be a pain in the ass. But if uh, they're at the venue, yeah, I, or ship know. to the hotel. Yeah, but it's you know it's significant when you see somebody that does merch right. The amount of cash they're walking around with. Yeah, I mean, there's times where I'm like, wow, I've made. You know, even if you make sultan of them or something, and you're like, holy shit, I can fucking... Well, Al Madrigal, he was... 80 bucks in my pocket or whatever. Him and I were both in Atlanta the same week. They have like four clubs there now. So I was at the Improv. He was at the Punchline. In Atlantic City? Or Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta. Eddie Ift was at the Laughing School. It was like Donnell Rawlings was somewhere in town. But he was selling merch. I wasn't. We hung out a couple of the nights. And the guy just was buying everything, cash only, just (laughs) living life. And he's like, yeah, well, you know... At least fifteen hundred bucks. I go home with. Really? He actually does a cool thing though, where he did. He taped a special that he hadn't put anywhere, or like audio of something, and sells that. So it's not you can't get it online. It's like this is exclusive. Does he do in the middle of a show? Like how does he? Like I felt like if I had like, I'll usually slip it in what that I'm selling stuff. But it's better. Yeah. I mean, and and if I'm funny about it and I'm not hitting it too hard, mm -hmm. I feel like what's the big deal? Well, yeah, my vinyl release show, I really put it in there. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what you got to do. That. But like Jesselneck, he he's great with merch. Really? He has a great bit. Because he doesn't tweet a lot about like his shows, I noticed. I don't think he has to anymore. I really? Mean, I, I mean, he'll put his tour out, but he, you know, he tweets when something happens in the news. Yeah, when someone dies and he was. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he... And it's oh, five seconds has elapsed. He has a great bit about it and about his merch. Yeah, I've had a few bits about my merch. Also. And yeah. And it's not, doesn't feel forced. And it's also kind of like. Even if you're not going to buy it, say hi to me. And then they end up buying it anyway. Yeah. Oh, and you know what Al does is he does um, pay your own price. Really? Yes. And he and I was like... See, the record keeping would drive me crazy. Because I'd what? be too anal about, hey, me $6. What? Some people just give them 50 bucks or 100 bucks. I've had people, yeah, where I... And I don't usually take it. But, well, they'll try to give me like extra money. And it's like, you know what? Just give it to the waitress. 
I'll, yeah. take, I'll take the money for the CD, but mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to tip me. That's price, though. Yeah, pay your own, though. See, that's it does feel like a tip. Yeah. Pay your own, though. That's different, though. I think. That's, yeah, because I know a guy who did his special pay your own. He said, he, I, think he, I think people end up sometimes making more than if they set a mm-hmm. price. Yeah, because people, there's no limit at that point. I had a guy come up to me after a show at, you were done the... No, I haven't. It's rough, but uh, I had a rough show, and, you know, I don't know. I had a meltdown on stage where, and I don't do this anymore. I never even acknowledge if something's going bad. I don't like to ruffle feathers or act angry or anything, but I said something about, I had flown next to somebody who was homophobic in my flight, and I, like, retold the story of this guy that told me I was going to hell um, on on my flight. He told you you were going to hell? Yeah, because he was a Christian. I said, oh, I used to, you know, and I kind of told him where I was at Christianity-wise. And <laughs> and um, but I, and then I slowly realized that he his he works for some company like Big Pens or something, but also runs a ministry that is in West Hollywood that helps save gay people. He said the word save gay right. people. And, and then he, I kind of like let that go. And then he goes like, well, what's your history? And I told him everything and my beliefs. And he goes, you know, to be honest you're pretty much lukewarm, you know, and he references this Bible verse where Jesus or God or whoever in the scripture says, it's in Revelations, I think, where they say, you know, either be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth, which is meaning like someone half-assing it, basically. Yeah. And um, and he said, you know, and basically told me I was going to hell. And I... <laughs> well, that should warm you up. That'll take you... <laughs> that would warm up the lukewarm. You wouldn't be lukewarm anymore. <laughs> I think I brought it up on stage. And if, he, some... if he's looking to bring the heat, <laughs> that's funny. See, that's also a weird thing, too. Yeah, you, sometimes I get, because I sometimes will get into conversations. I'm not, like, bad at... Actually, one time, we have to tell the story after this. But anyways, I, on stage, brought up the story and then got angry because I could tell that somebody in the audience agreed with the guy. Right. And then I just made the statement, if you're homophobic or if you don't agree with the gay lifestyle at all, I will have them give you a full refund. Please leave the show now. And six people got up and left. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I took this hard stance and then it went bad. The rest of the audience, some of them still weren't on my side. And afterwards, this guy walked up to me and gave me a $100 bill in a handshake and just said, just thanks for coming to this place. <laughs> and I, yeah, and there, I is, said, there yeah, are I'm always people who that. are like embarrassed by the other people who. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I would never. Uh... Yeah, I don't know that I would. The the plane conversation thing, I try to avoid at all costs, especially a religious fucking talk. Oh, uh, yeah, I try to too. But aren't you not supposed to tell someone they're going to hell? Isn't that judgment? Isn't that judgment? Judging, yeah, judging, judgmenting. Judging gay people. <laughs> ju- that's ju- He's judging a lot of people. He seemed like a closeted gay person, to be honest. I think there's good. Maybe he's one of the quote unquote. Maybe he's claiming he was a converted. Was he doing that? Yeah, I think he was like resaved. Maybe he was gay and maybe then he's got a saved gay through guy, that. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And I don't mean that he's an actual former gay guy. Yeah. What he would define as a former as a former gay. See, when you all I I didn't listen to anything you just said because oh man, free pens. You could have gotten free pens. Free pens. If you played that right, man. I have gotten free In and Out by talking to someone on a plane. Really? Afterwards, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I do all the marketing for In and Out." And he pulled out five like postcard sized things, and he says, "Yeah, take these any In and Out." They had his initials on the side, and they'll give you free. Really? A free meal. Fuck! This is the second In and Out reference. <laughs> That's, uh, you know what they make actually, what the guy made was 3d (laughs) promotional cards. So like, like almost like those old things where you like turn it and look and it, it's a different, you know, like the way that it's, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's a 3d postcard. 
was the uh, for In and Out and for Disney World. He was on his way to Disney World when I met him. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of promoing. That was his gonna... first class, by the way. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't on my own on my own dime. You paid? I know for... you you know you appreciate a first class. I do. You paid for it? First no, class? no, it wasn't. No, it was for a job. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've only paid for one first class ticket in my entire life. An upgrade that was cheaper? Or you... No, well, I did pay for an upgrade, but mm-hmm. we're in, ahead of time. I bought when I went to Guatemala with my girlfriend. I was just like, Let's I saw the right. price. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, she she was happy. she was already down there. I was meeting her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never take vacations. I'm going to book first class. <laughs> and it was not because it was not because I looked at the price and go that what I would have paid for coach. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, I was like, that was a four hour flight. I could have. I could have had four hours from here to Guatemala. Something like four hours, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I could have. Uh... It when you're doing it, it feels like, did I need this? You know, you look back at the people back there. Yeah, they're it's, not it's that. I think if you're going to Australia or something, but it's like four hours. Like I could have, you know, I could have fucked off on my computer and had six hundred dollars more when I got off the plane to spend on her there yeah. or to buy to wine and dine. Uh, you know, um, have you done the American flight, the new American flight from L.A. to New York? No. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Oh, I did one that had a kind of a full... like the lay down seats up yeah. front. And then the second row, second area. It's like the, the coach is the least. It's all like business class and first class. And then coach is like 20 seats. Oh, really? Yeah. There must be a lot of shitheads on that flight. And the 20 I seats. I mean, celebs, yeah. cool celebs. Yeah, cool. Who were you on any a flight with any celebs? Models. Not that time. In your life though, you have been. I have been, yeah. Recently, Topher Grace. Really? And okay. we had auditioned together once where I had to... Um, we had to fake wrestle in a chemistry read audition, uh-huh. like we were best buds. And uh, I'd seen him and thought, oh, he's not going to remember me. And sure enough. That's the thing, though, about being a stand-up is a lot of times somebody works with you for a second and then they watch your stand-up. Right. And then you kind of stick in their mind, whereas I think acting-wise, a lot of times they just forget who they work with. Was that a New York LA flight? No. I'm trying to even re- – uh, no, I was going to Boston. Really? Mm-hmm. Topher Grace was going to Boston? He was going for his high school reunion. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. He, went to a, he actually went to a boarding school, um, which I find that fascinating, people that go to boarding schools, like Aziz did. I did think. Aziz go to a boarding school? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You know, I think it's, 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 like, it's like a different – it's not homeschool. Yeah. It's like the opposite of homeschool where you – you're not it's around like your family. Never homeschool. Yeah, it's like home is. Someone must have made that joke at some point. <laughs> that's a great joke. Yeah. So, wow, that's a good one. So when back to the club where you said homophobe people. Uh, yeah. Did the club get mad at you for that? They were mad at me about the weekend. I think. Just. And I had a broken arm at the time, and, and I was getting ready for my special, and so I was doing this thing where I was hiring a local guy uh-huh. to come on stage and play guitar for me for like. Oh, that's funny. 10 or 15 minutes, which was fun. But then it was annoying that there's a guy coming and they just didn't, you know, it wasn't the guy that was opening for me was the exact opposite of what you, I want to open my shows. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And so now I try and do a thing where I say, Hey, send me three options. Cause I like to go local. You know, I had Ron Funchies and oh, he's great. Rory open for me for a long time, but they both like were on their way to being huge anyway. Yeah. So it was like six months and then. They're headlining the clubs that they were working at me with. But now I, I like the local guys to go on. I just want to pick the right one. And I like to have a girl host or feature or something. I like to have a multi-sex show. Yeah, I do too. Um, they will never send me a girl. When I ask a club, I say, send me options. They never send me girls. And then I write back, send me three girls. And it's funny. like they, It doesn't even come to them. They think, oh, all guy shows. Yeah, it's got to be all guys. Or Yeah, there is that uh, thing I've heard people complain about. We're like... We can't put two women on the show back to back. It's like, who, 
What do you fucking gives a fuck? You can put yeah. two funny women back to back. It's ridiculous. No one gives a shit. And, and anyone mean, who gives a shit, you shouldn't want at your club. And when somebody, like when TIG tours or something, do they give her all female openers or all male? I don't know how that I works. I don't know. But you should try to bring someone. I, I like it. But In LA, there's got to be someone. There's guys that are willing to who do Who are it. like, you just go, it's not going to be a lot of money, but yeah. you can play to a thousand people or you whatever. You might be in a condo. Might be in a condo, but you could do that or you can do six minute sets here and you'll actually get some money. But I've really enjoyed it. I'll buy you one meal. I, I do. I will. I actually try and buy. Sometimes like, I would buy them every meal. But yeah. I opened for Billy Gardell and he did that for me. He was such a great guy to open for. He taught me a lot too, but he taught me that at least buy one meal for the opening. Oh, yeah. I always buy anytime, mm-hmm. almost anytime. We, if, if they're a cool person to hang out with, yeah. I love finding cool people. And I, but I love it when I find a local cool guy to open yeah. to hang out with. It's just, I've noticed that local comics hold grudges if you bring, you know, if I'm doing like, now when I do comedy works, I like to use a local guys because if I bring somebody with me, then there's all these local features that are pretty strong that are like, you know, kind of bitter a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, you know what though? If you're in. That's where you want to do it. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm saying like, you shouldn't be bitter. It's not like some cutthroat comedy scene there. No. Well, there is or not maybe a bad it is. scene in Cleveland because Cleveland is where you stay. Yeah, there's some fun. Oh, no, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Is where you stay. And then, yeah, and it was a bummer to do that rather than Go Bananas. I like doing Go Bananas. Um, yeah, that's a good club. Even though you're not really in a cool area when you're doing no, it. No, you're not in a, you're not in the funnest area of town. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I try to use local people, but it's also good to get, it depends if you're doing like a tour tour. We've uh, actually worked together in some fun cities like uh, Melbourne. Oh, that's right. We work together in Melbourne, Australia. Not Melbourne, Florida. No, Melbourne, Which I'm Australia. sure is a nice city as well. Mel- There's a Melbourne, Florida? Yeah. I used to live down near there. So, well, maybe a couple hours from there. But I don't think I've ever been to Melbourne, Florida. But yeah, we did. It was me, you. Was it me, you, and Barrett? No, it was me, you, and Tig, and Kate Micucci for a little... Oh, Greg Barrett. Yeah, Greg Barrett. No, I wasn't with Kate Micucci. Her, yeah, Kate and Tig got there... Because they split it up where oh, that's we right. had yeah. a week together. Yeah, we staggered was, the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. We weren't there the whole time together. Mm-hmm. That was fun, right? Have so, you been back? I haven't been back. You should try to go back. I mean, I haven't not tried. Sometimes I think maybe, you know... I did make a mistake there. Do you want to talk about it? I'd gotten a review that I didn't like, um, that somebody misunderstood a joke. And by the paper... And, you know, when you do those festivals, that's one of the most important things is getting yeah. the review. And... Then the festival asked me to do to headline this show that's televised. I don't think my my part wasn't televised, but I was in front of like eighteen hundred people. Uh huh. Oh, the gala? It wasn't a gala. It was for young comedians, and it was called like Raw something. And it was they had like a contest, and I went on while they were judging the contest, <coughs> and like Rove was there doing it, and and uh, <coughs> during my set, I just couldn't. I just attacked the newspaper, and what I didn't realize is the newspaper is a sponsor of the festival. <laughs> and probably there at the, and there, at the show with that sure yeah. So what happened next? Nothing. I just haven't been asked back yet. <laughs> wow. But those are those moments where you're like, you know, why? Why did I need to do that? Why? There's no need. So to So what take you down just kind of talked about the review and yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as a comedian, it's like you're doing what you do. Reporter mm-hmm. does what reviewer does what they do, and then you're like, but what? Think, I'm not allowed to talk about what, you're, what you wrote yeah, about me. I yeah, I guess. I, I think that's one of those things where the festival promoters are like, hey, come on, help us out a little right. bit. They you know? personally didn't care, but they're like... They personally like me enough to ask me to do this big show. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just shit the bed and this, what the did show the guy, went great. What but, did the guy say about your joke? 
was it like a, a racist joke or something? It was, it was one of, it was, it was like, a, it was about, um, it was something about gay. It was, it was like, it was a twist on being born gay or being born deaf or something. And it was obviously a joke that was not homophobic, but the opposite. Right. And it was taken as homophobic. Sometimes people hear, it's going to sound cliche, what they want to hear. Well, also, I must have been saying it wrong. You know, I can look back on situations Yeah, maybe, like that yeah, that's true. Well, that, think, that's, yeah, maybe there was the clearer way to say it. Yeah, and and I must have done something. Did he know about the Newport Kentucky thing where you're like, <laughs> dude, I'm not homophobic. I refund people's money if they're homophobic. But, you know, you know the, those situations when you want to let loose, they've never actually been... I one time let loose at the Laugh Factory where I was emotional and and afterwards a, a bigger comedian was there and he was like, Jamie, the owner, was like, buddy, you're not the angry guy, buddy. You don't do angry. Take a month. And he basically gave me a month of like no shows there. And <laughs> Take uh, a month to not be angry. And Dane Cook was there and he was like, man, that was beautiful. He was like watching a snake shed its skin is what he said to me. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, so what's good here? Am I in trouble for expressing my feelings on stage or is that a, you know, but I, I found that that's not really where my wheelhouse is. Is <laughs> anger? It's oh. anger. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm sort of angry, but I don't think I. Yeah. But like in your, I, I mean, watching you, you have such a calmness that no yeah. one ever thinks that it's real. They don't know what's going on inside and it's, it ain't pretty. <laughs> It's a rage that it's just, I can't, uh, 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 what, uh, how much longer are you in New York? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, huh? Mm -hmm. And you're doing three shows tonight. Yeah, but the last one's a radio show, right? I don't think it's live. What is the last? Oh, yeah, yeah. You just go there. You, it's all the way out in New Jersey. Yeah. How are you getting out there? I, I really don't know. Ooh, you're not going to be happy with that trip. You got to take the path train. Yeah. But make sure you get the right, last time they gave me the wrong train to take or maybe i heard them wrong i think there was two trains they're like you can take this train or you can take this train but they didn't say if you take that second train it's going to be a 40 minute walk oh really it was maybe a 20 minute walk it's but it's I, dave's hill's a good guy and i forgave him it's a fun show right for wasting and ruining my night no yeah it is fun yeah of course he's How long super does it take to get out there uh Half hour, you take minutes. like the train to the path i maybe i'd give yourself i i always get the places early yeah, I do too. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, what time does the show start? We got to be there by eleven. Oh, his show? Oh, you'll get there by eleven. Yeah, I'm doing sweet, which I'll be on first. And yeah, grab the path train. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to. We don't. Have, we can spare our listeners these path train instructions that I'm about to give them. <laughs> but uh, did you ever think of moving here in New York or living here? I do, and I've had some opportunities where if something worked, like pilot or something, that it would, you know, the show would have been shot here and. I would love to, you know, I'm not stuck where I am at all, but now that I have a kid, especially oh, it's a little a bit more. What's your kid's name? Towns. Towns. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a cool name. Yeah. T-O-W, named after Towns Van Zandt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Inspired by Towns Van Zandt. Inspired. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, based on the true story of Towns Van Zandt. <laughs> what, uh, what's your next gig, man? I'm doing that, the, um... The comedy works, and then I'm doing up comedy in Chicago. In oh, that's October. a good place. I love it. That's a good place. That's a great. Yeah, I did it one other time, and I love the local. That's where you get good local guys opening for you. Yeah, I had good people opening for me. The there. guy that opened for me last time, unfortunately, just recently passed. Just oh, sad. I heard about a guy yeah. who died. 
Yeah, Dan. Dan. Dan Ronan. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's that was sad. I get sad anytime I see, even like I never, I don't think I ever met that guy, and I just get, I'll see, you know, you go on Facebook and you just start. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I mean, the guy was really funny too. I, I, he's one of those openers where you're like surprised and you enjoy watching. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got planned? You can say so you're thinking about doing a tour tour? Yeah, but I want to, I mean, I don't know, how, what's your, what, which way do you do it when you get new material do you take it out or do you oh, take I mean, a tour I, to make new material well the last three tours i did were the crowd work tour so there was no material mm-hmm. um the last three runs of tours and as you were doing that you're probably building up material when you got home sure let's say i was building up a lot of material i didn't build up as much as i, I i've been building lately i've been building but i not it was hard for me to write on the road yeah when i was thinking about my show where i didn't have to do any material <laughs> but there's almost there's a lot of ways to overthink that, I would assume. Yeah, but you know, it's fun to to fucking do like one night mm-hmm. in a city. It is. That's what I really want to do. It seems. I mean, I don't know if you're making the same amount of money. I don't know how it works yet. Uh you can make more money because mm-hmm. you get all of your fans in one show. Rather well, you than can a get. I mean, show. I don't want to get too money heavy with this conversation, but you can get a better deal. Then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes comedy clubs. Not all of them, but sometimes you, you'll you be in a situation where you're like, wow, I'm getting, you know, there's that table, I'm getting their cover charges, mm-hmm. and maybe that table, and everything else is going to the club. Yeah. Plus the drink and the food. It's, I need a cool 80 grand a show. That would be great. I know that would be great when I've, I've been on college shows before with bigger people and kind of got whispers of what they were getting paid. Really? Yeah. Just thought, oh. Man, that's someday. See, but then you make eighty grand a show, then you're like, book me every night. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It just starts adding up, and like, then you have no life. Yeah, you're get just counting your money. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you go, hey, I'll do five, eighty granders. I don't mind counting money, really. No. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh... <laughs> this is a funny conversation. We're talking money. <laughs> this is Money Talk with Todd Barrett and my guest Nick Thune. We're talking about how much comedians make a year. No, um, so do you, so you have any other plans, TV, acting, shit? <laughs> Got a big Honda commercial that rolled out today. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's Which gonna, is kind of funny. Are you prominent in it? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's one of those things where I've never, I don't really do commercial things, auditions ever. The first job I ever got was a Staples commercial, and then after that I... Never I love really, staples. Really, I love them too. I'm still not going to say anything disparaging about them. Yeah, guess they want me back. Um, but once you have a kid too, you just think like, man, what's right? The, I need money. What are ways to do this? Yeah, and I didn't compromise anything. You know, I, I got to be me actually on it, which was nice. But, well, you compromised by doing the commercial, but yeah. <laughs> but also, <laughs> did you ever read kidding. that Dave Eggers thing where he talks about selling out? No, it's this Harvard interview where they send him 12 questions and one of the questions the guy's like by doing this thing does it feel like you're selling out doing what i forget what it was no by doing um turning his book into a movie or something and he uh he said just see addendum to answer that question then wrote this huge addendum where he talks about how it's impossible to sell out and he like references the flaming lips and being on 90210 and and then he's like you know yeah the flaming lips were on beverly hills 90210 they also made an album that you had to buy four discs and put them in four different CD players in one room and play them simultaneously. So is that like, did they do the 90210 thing so they could afford to put this weird project? You know, it's like all this different yeah. views of it. 
And then another person, when I was looking at doing something or just in general, like, is it bad to do this? Or said, well, you know, you could try and appease a certain amount of people that think that that's wrong. Or you could buy a fucking house. <laughs> wow. And I don't think I'm buying a fucking house out of it, but that's another way to look at it. Right. No. It's a positive way to look at I it. I mean, I don't, I hate you, but other people won't have a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's Honda the motorcycle or the uh, Honda, car? I wish I was doing Honda motorcycles. It's the car. It's the fit. When you do something like that, do they, the fit, that's a car? Mm-hmm. Do, they don't say, hey, and if you want one of these cars. Do they? They gave me a car. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they gave you a car? Oh, wow. That's not yeah. what I expected. It was part of, I think it was part of the deal. That probably actually makes sense for them because they just count that as payment, part of the payment. Right. They was like, that cost us X amount of dollars. Honda, it's a reliable car, you know. Wow. As a dad, it's nice to have a So how does that dad mobile? Did you go pick it out? Did they deliver it? Like a little, have a bow on it? <laughs> I went and picked it up at a dealership. Um, that they were blown. They were like, so what contest did you win? <laughs> As they're like going through the it's paperwork. Hands on a hard body contest. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So they Told gave them I want to raffle at a Dodger game. Was the car always part of the deal or did, uh, did our mutual Became part of it. manager take care of that? Somebody in that department did. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It was actually really great. Cause my car had, um, <laughs> parked it at a valet at 11 p.m. after doing a show at the Improv, then came down, and my axle was broken in half, my gas tank was ripped open, my transmission was shot, and the valet said they don't know what happened to it. So my car <laughs> and, and my car was just dead, totaled. So it was kind of a nice time. Oh, that's a perfect uh, mm -hmm. switch out. It was kind of like a Ferris Bueller situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Ferris Bueller, but I... Uh... You know, when, he, when the valet driver takes a... Cameron's dad's Porsche on a joyride. I think about me in movies. Perfectly. Like I'll see a movie and love a movie and not remember one thing about it. Mm. And if it's been more than two years, it's out of my memory. <laughs> but I do remember liking that movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad. What color car did you get? Black. Black. Mm -hmm. Nice. I like a black car. Black car's the classic. It's yeah. clean. It's mean. You're not saying too much. No, you're not being like, what? what, what? Then white gets dirty. White and... gets dirty. Black's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's, yeah, that black is cool. You don't have, but you don't need a car over here. You know, that's I the don't. thing. I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I like the idea of owning a car, but I, yeah, it's crazy to have one in New York, unless you have a... A good parking spot, which again is more money. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need a car. Mm -hmm. So Honda, I know you're about to send me a free car just for mentioning your product on my this <laughs> podcast. This, this goes out to 30 million people, but uh, I don't even have a. You'd have to pay my parking too. <laughs> I looked right in the mic when I said that, as if they were, they were the mic. Do you have anything else you want to plug? The NickThune.com. NickThune.com. Mm -hmm. At NickThune. Did you like that website design? I did. It was. Uh, it was. I was actually. Yeah, I did. It's kind of simple. It's simple and it's also bold. Mm -hmm. Everything pops. Yeah, it's a good design guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris Klosterman. Wow, Chris Klosterman getting a free plug. Mm -hmm. That'll be cut out. No, I don't care. He did like Gaffigan's album too. He does. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah, and he's a, he's a, he was a friend of mine that did mine and then kind of got like Kumail's and Pete's and it's kind of cool to got watch. Got that it. whole little circle. Yeah. Um, NickThune.com, at NickThune. Mm-hmm. And the album is called Folk Hero. Folk Hero, available on digital download, vinyl, which includes digital download. Yeah. Oh, you should get get the vinyl, even if you don't have a uh, turntable. 
Yes, yeah, ten more bucks. You get the vinyl yeah. and you get the digital. You'll get a turntable eventually. It's going to be a mm-hmm. thing that everyone's going to. Yeah, I guess if you look into what the cost to get a turntable, it's a little more, but. You should uh, be like me and give out turntables. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Nick. Thanks for having me. All righty. Thank you for listening to my chat. My chat with Nick Thune. I have some tour dates coming up. I'm doing six shows in Toronto, July 17th through 19th, two every single night. My lordy. Then I think I'm going to be at the JFL Festival, the 20th, 21st, 22nd. That's not completely confirmed, but I think it's basically confirmed. Then I'm going to be on the Atlantic Comedy Music Festival in the Bahamas. That's on a boat with a whole bunch of people. Kyle Kinane, Natasha Leggero, uh, Moshe Kasher, John Roderick, um, I think Matt Bronger. Someone on them leaving people out also. Maybe James Domian? I could be wrong about that. You can look that up yourself. I don't need to plug other people's shows. No, I'm just kidding. August 19th. St. Louis, The Firebird. Then I'm doing shows in Stockholm, Amsterdam, and Dublin. Go to toddberry.com and click on Shows. Follow me on Twitter, at Todd Barry. Feral Audio brings you this podcast, other podcasts that are really good. Not saying mine was really good, but you know what I mean. I was trying to be nice to the other podcasts. Feralaudio.com. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you in a week about... About a week. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.